0: Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that'll teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Hey everyone, welcome one and all to the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jordan, and I'm just a bloke who loves a good oak This week, we're talking all about the value of trees. You know I love a good tree, and I'm back with my my good branch buddy, Austin, the little beach tree blank. (laughs) Or, Or are you a big ash? I'm a big
1: Ash, Kevin.
0: All right. You are a big Ash. Yeah. There we go. Um, so how are you doing there, Austin? Hey, I'm doing great. These are fun
1: nicknames this week. And uh, hello to all the listeners. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing, Kevin?
0: I'm doing great. You know what? I had a wonderful time uh, this last week. I went out to the Lodi Grape Festival. Have you ever gone to that?
1: No, I've been to some festivals, but not the grape one. That sounds went cool. Went out there.
0: Awesome time. to tons of great people. Lots of cool agricultural uh, little products and, and things going out there. It was just great. Yeah, Loved it. Yeah, yeah. What was the the Standouts. Well, you know, I saw a bunch of tomatoes and different produce that were on, like had blue ribbons, and you know Mm -hmm. they were actually getting judged. That was actually I was lured to that, and then of course uh, all the food smelled amazing. Of course, you found the tomatoes at the grape festival. Yeah, right? Well, I saw some grapes as well. It was just really cool. It was just <laughs> great to see uh, plants uh, on display, you know, front yeah. and center and all the people that grow them. I love that. So I've also been enjoying uh, the break in the heat. What a, what a difference two weeks makes. The break in the oh, heat. yeah. Uh, we've got a little bit of rain this week. It's been amazing. And if you're one of those people who uh, saw the rain and you're like, you know, it's raining, the, the plants are going to love it. Guess what? They did love it. The plants are going crazy. Uh, I know my garden's looking lush right now, although we've been pulling some stuff out, putting some things in, and so I'm considering. Finding some space for a new tree to go in, Ooh. so I met up with my uh, good friend Anne Fankner, a master gardener, certified arborist, just all around tree pro uh, professional. I know Anne knows her stuff, and so we met up with her and had a great little interview. What did you think about? Oh, it? Oh yeah, it was great. Well, we first met her on Harvest Day, and
1: she was one of the many like experts we talked to that day. So it was great to get um, like a whole interview, like a long form interview with her, and because uh, she has always been so passionate about. Trees and with a capital um, P, man, oh, super yeah. passionate, very knowledgeable. Yeah, big time. So, we definitely learned a lot from her. And, um, I hope that the you know, our listeners can also get motivated to plant some trees and and
0: and respect these these gorgeous entities that we're surrounded by all the time. Oh, I love that. I, I totally agree because uh, trees are awesome, and I think we're going to find out in this episode from Anne uh, just why they are. All right, Kevin, before we jump into it, can you help remind me all of the great benefits to growing trees? I'll do my best. So, of course, trees are gorgeous. But aside from that, they produce oxygen. They also store carbon. They provide wildlife habitat for our loved creatures out there. Uh, Shelter and shade they produce uh, is also uh, very helpful (laughs) to humanity. Uh, They also, as they produce that shade, they will actually reduce the evaporation um, from some water out of the soil for the plants below them. So that can be also helpful. They provide a little bit of noise suppression, uh, privacy, uh, energy savings with that shade. The food and medicine that we get from trees uh, is very important. They can also be helpful during storms, like in decreasing the wind speeds, uh, helping with soil erosion. And they also reflect heat. So when we have those super hot days, if you have a nice, large, mature tree above you, you can be very thankful because it's actually cooling things down quite a bit. Uh, In other cultures, and actually even here, we use trees as a meeting place. Uh, the larger the tree, the easier to meet there, and uh, usually the more enjoyable it is underneath it. So, uh, trees have been, you know, a very important part of human culture for a long time. They can also just help strengthen our communities. And Anne will talk a little bit about this and their positive effect on our mindset, on the health of our communities. Um, from a collective standpoint of all the people that live around these trees, um, everybody gets something beneficial from them. And so we and we all can share in that. And that's what's kind of great about the urban forest, the urban canopy. Uh, it's so helpful to the health of the community. And so... The list goes on and on. Even p- providing f- filtration for for dust in the air. Uh, trees do so much for us. It's it's kind of countless. Like, hmm. we could keep going all day on that. Yeah, that's very impressive. There, not many plants like, can, like, say that. They do all those things. Trees are a special group. Well, imagine creating... Um, an invention that does all those things. Like, I have an invention that stores carbon, <laughs> produces oxygen, filters rainwater. You'd be you know, like Reduces famous. soil erosion. They'd be like, oh my gosh, tell me, what is this? Yeah. Like, it's a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> Boom, mind blown. It's like, oh, wow. Uh, trees are the most um, cost-effective and efficient way to to trap carbon out from the out- atmosphere and store it. So if you want to get mm. carbon out of the atmosphere, uh, plant some trees. And, and so trees, trees, trees. And so Anne, I think, is going to be a good champion this week to really get us all fired up about the benefits of trees uh, and their their ultimate value to us.
1: We had a great time sitting down with her at the Green Acres in Citrus Heights. Let's jump into that interview now.
0: Hello again, Anne, how are you?
2: I'm great, Kevin, great to be here.
0: Why are trees so amazing?
2: Why are trees so amazing? Well, tell you what, take a moment here and take a breath.
0: Oh, that feels good.
2: Yeah. Well, that oxygen came from a tree, my friend. <laughs> it
0: calmed me down. That yeah. Great.
2: Oh, boy, you're, going about, you're about to step into a, a topic I want to talk about. But, yes, trees provide oxygen. They clean the air. They, uh, they can slow stormwater. They can slow flooding by s- stormwater uptake. They provide shade. Thank goodness. We're, we're, we're standing, standing in we're, the shade right now. Yeah. Yeah, some trees. And thank goodness. I mean, just the past three weeks, it has been so hot. And thank goodness for every leaf on every tree.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> trees trees provide a oh, wildlife habitat and they feed us The food. So much food comes from trees. There's many, many reasons to love and appreciate trees. But one of the, the aspects that I talk about a lot as an urban forester is the social connection we have with trees because of trees. Our communities are cooler, greener, calmer, happier, more prosperous places, Kevin. A significant study that goes back to the 1980s, Dr. Uh, Ehrlich out of Texas A&M was interested in why patients Uh, who had a window, were not spending so much time in the hospital. This goes back to the days when people actually spent days in the hospital when you had surgery. And he conducted this study, and when people had the opportunity to look out onto nature, they healed quicker. There was less requests for pain medication. There was less complaints to the nurses station. And on average, again, this is during a time where people stayed in the hospital, Um, they were in the hospital on average one day less. Think of the cost savings there. Yeah, right. Interesting. Uh, Dr. Bill Sullivan out of the University of uh, Chicago, Champlain, uh, has conducted seminal uh, studies as well, looking at kids and nature. And when kids have the opportunity, I'd love to talk to you in detail about this because I know this is your wheelhouse. But when kids have the opportunity, middle school kids have the opportunity to look out on nature versus not a window to nature. And I, we all know plenty of schools that have these portables without windows, right? When they have the opportunity to look out on nature, not only did the test scores go up, they went up exponentially exponentially. Again, what's going on here? Well, they tested again the that's the lowering of the cortisol levels when we're able to be more uh, present, we're able to pay attention and isn't that really what we want for our children and it's for like
0: ourselves focus and stress reduction? yeah, count
2: me in yeah trees yeah, trees will do this. nature will do this, and trees are the crowning, crown crowning glory of our urban environments. so you know, if you can't plant a tree. Support the planting of trees. Go out, knock your neighbor's door, say, can I help you with this? Is it okay if I water your tree? There's all sorts of ways to help your environment because it's not just the tree at your house. It's the experience of your neighborhood that brings value to your home.
0: Let's, let's, let's delve a little deeper. What's your position? Like what is your background in urban forestry and, and how can other people get excited about maybe bringing that same um, skill set to where they live?
2: Great question. My background, I, um, I started with the Sacramento Tree Foundation, oh, golly, about 20 years ago. Uh, Ray Tretheway was the executive director, and he, uh, this individual changed my life. He opened up the world of urban forestry, not just about trees, but the concept that we live in an urban forest, and there's many benefits to that, and we can actually improve our communities through planting and growing trees.
0: What really makes for a healthy urban forest?
2: What makes for a healthy urban forest? Uh, there's a lot of considerations, a lot of factors. Uh, I often preach the right tree and the right place for the right reason. You know, people often ask me, Ann, what, what tree do you love best? Or what tree should I plant in my yard? And the answer is, it depends. What's the situation? What, what are you looking for? Let's start with that. When you start, when you're planting a tree, you should expect a tree to live anywhere between 20, 60, 80 years or more, depending on that tree. Most fruit trees take about three years to start producing and they, they kind of peak or start to die out around the 20 year mark. So it's unrealistic to expect a fruit tree to last 60 years. It can happen. But in general, it's a shorter-lived tree versus something we're looking out under a, a valley oak right here. Valley oaks can live for hundreds of years. They can also get quite large.
0: Those are, that's actually my favorite tree. Is it? Yeah. For
2: it's, sure. it's, on, it's on my top five Quircus list Quercus well. lobata? Yeah, that's right. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um and they're indigenous to our area, so they know how to survive our sacramental region. Hot summers, wet winters, um, and I, I can hear the chirping of a, of a mockingbird right there. They are a fantastic habitat for all sorts of wildlife.
0: Yeah, what a perfect example. I, you know, and I love the fact that, that the older they get, the more beautiful they become, mm-hmm. and you just get to appreciate them um, with those big limbs, and just oh, I love it. That canopy is uh, to die for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually, I have one tattoo, and that's, that's, that's the tattoo it? I have. That's, yeah. Yeah. Or that's that's at least that was the inspiration. <laughs> what is the best way to actually maintain the tree uh, throughout the years to have a nice healthy tree?
2: Yeah, great question. I'd like you to think about your trees like you do your teeth. How often do you go, do, do, you, do you see a professional dentist?
0: I do. Okay. This hello. is a lot of private information. Well, well that's okay. This, is, I do. this I do. is an intimate talk. I do.
2: Okay, good. I brush them, too. Very good. So you brush your teeth and you see a dentist maybe once or twice a year. Twice a year. And that person role is to check, the, uh, check the, your health of your mouth and make sure nothing is going wrong. And if there is, inform you and then give you a plan forward, right?
0: Corrective actions.
2: Yeah, corrective actions. Exactly. Think about that with your trees. This is an investment in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community. Unity. Check on it twice a year. Maybe even have a professional come out. Maybe not for it when they're so young, but for a, a you know a tree that's in its fifties, sixties. We should all get a checkup every now and again. But make sure it's a professional, not not the not your neighbor down the corner, who you know
0: He's at the end of his ladder. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah going up your trees, I guess I'll help.
2: Please, I encourage everybody to find a qualified, certified arborist. Certified arborists operate under rules of ethics, and um, you can find these. through the International Society of Arboriculture. The quickest way to get and the easiest way to find out about an arborist, if they're certified, and who you can find in your area is go to treesaregood.com. That's the outward facing website for the International Society of Arboriculture. And there's gonna be a tab there and it's gonna say find an arborist. And you're going to click on that tab and you drop in your zip code. And they're going to list all sorts of uh, people who are in good standing with the ISA. And that's a good starting point. Do your due diligence before hiring somebody because a cut can't be replaced, right? And bad work on your teeth lingers, bad work on your tree lingers.
0: All right. so, So take care of your teeth, take care of your trees. Yes, sir. So, Anne, I love trees. I know you do. Uh, Does our region have a good tree culture and if not how can we get to that point?
2: We're very fortunate in Sacramento in that back in the 1980s um, there's a little group that formed called the Sacramento Tree Foundation, and they had this vision, this idea.
0: Was this your your mentor Ray? Yeah,
2: Ray <laughs> Trethaway. He was uh he was the executive director. He's the only executive director, I believe, of the Sacramento Tree Foundation. It was run out of his garage for the first few years, and uh, they. I like him already. They, oh, you, d- yeah, you'd love them. They did all. They they were getting all sorts of really positive, um, news stories in the Sacramento Union, the Sacramento Bee, and they were doing these crazy things like they held a an ugliest street uh, ugliest street contest uh
0: that's that's and you, and you know what makes sassy. an ugly street well think
2: about it what makes an ugly street kind of a treeless street right you yeah. know barren you know? what do you think you think uh, yeah. Fulton Avenue around the car car area
0: cement as far as the eye can see yeah
2: yeah you know what street they picked Fair Oaks Boulevard. Can you imagine that being ugly? Well, back in the 1980s it was. And this little group came out on the weekends and planted trees, and in in the, in the, the local media covered it and they proclaimed, We're going to change the world by planting trees. Join us. And at the same time, SMUD was having some difficulty. And they uh, they had a new general manager, David Freeman, who came in and said, what are you guys doing? And he said, we're gonna make this world a better place because of trees. And he said, oh really? And they started talking about the benefits of trees, that pre- trees produce oxygen and shade. And he said, shade, and they figured out by planting a tree on the east, south and west side of a home, you can actually provide Where
0: all the majority of the sunshine hits? That's right,
2: that's right. And so SMUD, back in the 1980s, said, you know what, you have a goal of planting a million trees, we're in for half of it. Nice. Oh, more than nice, more than nice. This relationship has changed the face, has changed the canopy, I shouldn't even say the face, has changed the canopy of Sacramento. Through this program, over a half a million trees 500,000 trees have been planted and grown. By taking this very unique and quite frankly, it was a innovative and bold approach to saying, let's fund the planting of trees on private property. Kevin, it just wasn't done anywhere else in our nation anywhere else, and they did it well, and they teamed with the US Forest Service who brought the science to it. I they think I have
0: out. a SMUD uh, shade tree in my mom's front yard. Wonderful, how's it doing? It's doing great, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: That's the legacy, that is the legacy of Sacramento. And through this public engagement, you have people planting trees, getting the guidance from the Sacramento Tree Foundation, and this is all funded from SMUD, but of course, SMUD's a nonprofit, right? So they, yeah. It's, it's, it's a positive feedback system. So smart! What an investment.
0: That's fantastic. Well, I wanted to lead in because you're you're a little bit bold yourself and a little bit of a garden renegade, if I may, if I may say so. So uh, I've heard that you've started something called the Skinny Garden. Yeah. We've talked about it, but I'd love for you to share with our listeners what the Skinny Garden is and how skinny is it.
2: It's pretty skinny. Well, I didn't think of it as a skinny garden initially. Um, I call. I live on V Street right across from Sacramento High School. And Sacramento High School is an older school, as you know, and it has a chain link fence around it and it's rusty and it's ugly. But really what's, what, what inspired me was prior to the pandemic, uh, every day during school, Every school day, a principal or a counselor or a teacher would come out and open the pedestrian gate. Now, the seniors would enter on one side of the school and the younger kids, the junior high, would enter on the other. They didn't want to mix them up. So the junior high kids would line up against the pedestrian fence along the track, and that's how they would enter the high school. An adult would come out and welcome them in, every person by name, and say a little something got a test today. You're going to do great. Glad to see you. Make it a great day. How are you? And this personal interaction, I thought, gosh, what would my academic career had would have been like had I had that level of attention on, from the school that, that my my presence, my participation mattered, to take some pride in the school. So I thought, what could I do? And so I Started looking, thinking about it. I sat on my front porch and thought, what could I do to improve this? What could I do to contribute to this welcoming um, statement that the kids receive verbally? Could I could I enhance that as they experience standing outside this Just improve ugly- that environment. Yeah, one, and so I, I started planting. In any way. I started, I, plant, I planted a few seeds. I, I went down... A, probably the Green Acres and got some, you know, plants here and there. I went to other places. I went to my backyard and transferred some plants. And um, it was a little something. It was kind of cute. And then I kind of got into it more and more, and it became my habit. In fact, as I was working in the garden, people would stop and say, what are you doing? And I'd tell them the story, and they said, that's great. Thank you. Oh, by the way, my name's so and so, and I live here, yeah, you know, because most of us we know our neighbors on each side, but do you really know your neighbors around the corner and down the block? I have met so many wonderful people, this activity. I've had people stop as they pass, honk, wave, cheer me on and yeah. and these times, how what, this culture we we live so isolated from one another, and I am. Known in my neighborhood, it feels like I, am Mr. Rogers, right? Yeah. I know everybody. Just smile and wave. People could walk by, and quite frankly, during the pandemic, it was espe- even more poignant. Um, with walk- all of us were scared, right? People would wave, smile. They'd walk on the other side of the street, but yeah. they'd say, "Thank you, we appreciate you. What you're doing is good. What you're doing matters to all of us."
0: Well, you know, and that's and what-
2: community. That's community.
0: I think your work there is amazing because the world needs as much beauty as we can muster up, and so to have one extra person who saw you know a little slice of potential, opportunity. of yeah, opportunity, yeah, yeah, a yeah. little potential paradise, and you put the work in and you continue to do that, I th- I just have a ton of respect for that. Thank you. And it's, we, we it's, need more people doing that.
2: Well, I think it inspires. It inspires. You know, in my neighborhood, I live um, in north of Oak Park, and there's little pockets of of, of these little. Um, these, these little um, investments yeah. of of, uh, of gardening, of artwork. There's a neighbor who puts up birdhouses and who does mosaics. Um, if there's plenty of opportunity to contribute, to participate in making our world a better, gentler, kinder, uh, more engaging place. I welcome uh, you, I welcome anybody to swing on by. It's on V Street between 34th and 36th. Again, if you look at a map, Target yourself towards Sac High and come on by. Or better yet, get out of your car and stroll by. Yeah,
0: walk, walk by it.
2: Yeah, it's wonderful how gardening, how public gardening can be, bring people together. But, you know, public gardening's not just a, a drop-and-run thing. Gardening's every day. You know, I... The skinny garden does not have irrigation; it's hand watered, and so many of the gardens that I'm aware of—these little rogue or these little pocket gardens, these little triangles here and there—they're hand watered. There's buckets being, you know, uh, you know, filled with water and and um, and watered that way. So it's it's something to think about. I really encourage talk to your neighbors, talk to your kids. How do you envision improvement? How do you envision making your neighborhood kind of quirky and unique and friendly and welcoming. Um, I, there's all sorts of examples. When I walk to the Trader Joe's on um, Folsom Boulevard, there's a little alleyway that they've made it a really special kind of a gateway. And there's there's monsters and there's vines that grow up. And it's just super it just fun. It sparks your curiosity, oh, your just, imagination. I feel like I'm seven again when I go yeah. through it. It just feels good.
0: A good garden, I think, does that as well. Well,
2: that's what nature does. Nature Makes us feel good. In fact, I want to loop this back to the trees. Um, you know, the trees are really the the big, you know, the grand guards of a, a landscape. When we look at uh, the hierarchy of our homes, it's usually the home itself, the building, and then you know, the uh, you know, the, the landscape is next. and And what dominates is hardscape and and trees. So it's so important to take care of them. <laughs> trees are so good for us in terms of cooling our homes providing oxygen cleaning the air but there's something else kevin there's I would love something to know else it. well you've actually talked about it quite a bit on these podcasts and the way that we feel and there's there's co- our, our cortisol levels when we have the ability to look out and participate in nature our cortisol levels go down our stress goes down Our heart rate goes down, our blood pressure goes down. There's a direct connection between nature and our health and well-being. I encourage everybody to get their daily dose. What is that? 20 minutes, please spend a minimum 20 minutes. If you can, go out, walk around the block. If you can't, look out the window. The effects are the same lowering your blood pressure, your cortisol levels go down. You will feel better. And it is a way to connect with nature. And it's a way to connect to yourself and your greater community.
0: Absolutely. if you You're preaching to the choir here. Yes, sir. Well, Anne, it has been a joy talking with you. I learned so much. And I'm actually like kind of like warm and expired a little bit. I'm a little fired up.
2: Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. This has been fun. Oh yeah,
0: we'll bring you back for sure. Cause I had too much fun and I learned so much. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you,
0: Kevin. All right, Kevin, we're back. Uh, what a great time out there with Ann Finkner. Thank you, Ann. Uh, Kevin, what did you think? Thank you, Ann. I loved it. Had a great time. I could have been there all night talking with Ann. Uh, she she knew so much, and I could her passion just you know it was coming through the whole time. And really, uh, now I'm fired up. Hopefully, I can get a tree in the ground this fall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I really had a great
1: time. I learned about this term urban forestry and urban forest. Such a cool concept. And I'm glad that Sacramento is doing so many great things with trees. We have so many trees. And I didn't know all this history, you know, how it got started with the Sacramento Tree Foundation. Super, super cool stuff. But also, I just really want to highlight again um, something Anne started, which was the Skinny Garden. Such a cool thing out in Oak Park. And I, I recently moved from that area and I used to walk by the Skinny Garden all the time. That was how I was getting my exercise on the daily. And I remember being drawn to that. It was such a cool thing. Kevin, you gotta go check it I out. I know.
0: You've mentioned it before we even met Anne and then yeah. we just happened to meet her and you're like, this is it. And so <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's so cool uh, how, how plants and you know a beautiful garden can bring people together, especially mm-hmm. in a, you know, a community. Uh, whether it's In any environment, you get with your your neighbors, and they start noticing um, some positive change. Uh, It can be infectious.
1: I don't know how or when or where like those things start, but I think they're beautiful. I think more people should be out there doing that kind of urban gardening thing and just you know um, making things happen, transforming you know something that might not be beautiful into something great and special. And I just love the way that it connected her with her neighborhood and everything. And I was you know interested in it before i even knew her so it was i'd say a very very cool project and thank you uh for making that happen
0: Ann. because it made my
1: neighborhood better
0: exactly and i was just gonna say that and she's enjoying it you see it brought her a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment and also her neighbors and you know friends in that area they're all enjoying it so i just love that she really did something great there okay kevin let's jump back into the tree stuff uh, before we head out. Let's climb in those trees. Yeah, let's
1: climb in the trees. What What are the big things you want us to take away from our talk with Ann and moving forward? Uh, what should we know and what, you know, any practices
0: we should have ar- around trees? Great. So the big takeaways this week are once you've selected a tree for, that's, you know, appropriate for your situation, get it planted, support it as needed. But really, um, I think the big thing to do is just check on your watering. Deep watering, mm-hmm. irrigating your trees is I think where a lot of people are either gonna go right or go wrong. Planting a tree and taking a tree, uh, taking care of a tree, is relatively easy. It's not a difficult thing to do. That's what makes it so so much fun for me is it's actually a really simple act. And then once you're done, you can sit back and enjoy it for years to come. And uh, I didn't mean to rhyme, but that happened. <laughs> um, trees are just so wonderful. And I think that really just getting them established is crucial. I'll, I think you'll find a lot of trees as they get older. And Anne brings this up. They're going to get into that bad soil. And then once they hit that, they'll be okay. But in that transition period for when you get them from the nursery and you get them planted in your home, to when they are established, takes a little time. And it could take, you know, a year or two better for, to really get there. And so you want that tree to have uh, the best opportunity to get established possible. And so doing doing nice, deep, infrequent waterings, either using soaker hose, the bucket method, a drip system, uh, whatever system you have to get water to those roots in a deep, slow fashion. You can get a soil probe uh, and check that soil to see how deep down that water is actually penetrating. Um, and that'll give you a great idea of how much to water. But really, I feel like the watering is going to be the biggest issue for more, most people with their tree health, hmm. especially early on.
1: Okay, that's good to know. So make sure you're watering. And there's there's many watering methods, um, but you got to get it down there deep in the root zone, right? You know it. And um, and you, Austin, you know the best time to plant a tree.
0: Well, I was just going to ask you, like, it's finally fall now. Is it a good time to be planting trees? You know, it's a fantastic time to plant a tree. And actually, well, the best time, technically, the best time to plant a tree, Austin, well, that was 20 years ago. (laughs) The second best time is right now. And so I I would say let's get out there. You know, hopefully our listeners are out there. If they need a tree, start start to research. You know, get the help if you need it. If you have questions, there's some people out there that have answers. So find a tree that works best for your situation and get planting. There's no time to lose. Like I said, the best time was 20 years ago. The very next best time is right now. And I feel like if we get out there and use this fall, cool weather, that's going to be the best, best time. Really, fall is such a great time for planting trees. I know we had a little bit of rain, but it's going to warm up. Then we're going to get a little more rain, hopefully. So that mixture is just fantastic for getting a tree established. It's a little less stress and a little more love on those roots. Well, thank you, Kevin, for your great
1: tips. And big thank you to Anne for being our guest this week. Um, I really hope people start planting more trees. Um, this is the time to do it. And uh, just make sure you're you're watering that tree appropriately and you should be off to the races, right, Kevin? Oh, you know it, buddy. Um, and then one last plug before we go, I just want to encourage everyone to check out our Facebook group. It's the Green Acres Garden Podcast Facebook group, where we're going to be pulling more and more questions from you guys about topics to, that you want covered, and we can answer any questions
0: that you have. So jump on there and find us. And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for being here. Another fun week talking plants. I got to get back in my garden and do some planting. It's that season, of course. Until next time, garden friends, happy gardening to you all. And please never stop planting trees. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those
1: of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. And learn how to save water while gardening at BeWaterSmart.info.